Welcome to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. <laughs> I'm laughing this time because you, your Aw Crap really sounds like we're put out by making this. <laughs> Aw Crap. <laughs> I don't think you're... Shit. I really don't think your, your intention was that, or I don't really think that's how you feel about it. Unless no, you're not, not at telling all. me anything, but <laughs> no. it really made me laugh that it was like I a think genu- it was a if- genuine <laughs> aw crap. Uh, just- I think you would know if I didn't want to be here for hours on end <laughs> talking about like <laughs> it would be. I think obvious. Very true. You be- <laughs> are very true. About that. that is very. Yeah, that's honest. <laughs> hey, I like this. Uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> Well, we're back and we're jumping into the BBRD. Um, we're going pretty much into um, those four, four or five. I, I forget off the top of my head right now. But in between Hollow Earth and then the next storyline for BPRD, they just did these like one-offs stories, yeah. a series of them. As Scott Alley has said, he's trying to figure, they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do with BPRD. So... We have um, the first of those in today's episode. But before we get to that, we got a uh, little segment we love called Oh Boy Email. <laughs> Did I sell that like I was put out? <laughs> we love your emails. Please send them. Oh, we really do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here we go. This one is called Final, Finally Caught Up. It's from Richard uh, Pickaway. He says, Dear Mr. Christensen and Ms. Thompson. So formal. Very formal. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> a little says, respect around here. Yeah, a little respect. Oh, you'll love this then. Or as I like to think of you, the Hellcasters. Hellcasters. <laughs> he's he trying to replace crappers. Yeah, he is. He dresses that right Man, away. <laughs> Hellcasters sounds pretty cool. Hell, Hellcaster crappers. <laughs> Hell, Hellcrappers. Uh, he says, while well, I know I'm arriving late to the helldom here, I thought I'd put in my plug for an alternative to crappers. We <laughs> like it. Oh, hey. Um, you'll have to take that up with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though you seem to have thoroughly adopted it, I finally caught up on the Hellboy podcast and I've been taking notes so I can dump all of this on you. Cool. I originally started so that I could uh, eliminate anything you'd already addressed, but the list just kept growing. So I apologize in advance for the massive information dump headed your way. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we welcome it. Yeah, we like it. Um, it's fun to hear that people will go back and start from the beginning. Yeah. You know? that's a, that's I feel like I should. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, when did this fucking happen? <laughs> Just read the comics again. Don't, you don't need to listen to us. No. <laughs> First, my credentials. I got into Hellboy when the original movies were coming out. I had never really gotten into comic books, but Hellboy seemed to fit a type of movie I'd seen before where the movie was good enough but it clearly had a deeper story that would make it great. I went to my local Borders books. I remember Borders. Wow, I spent me a lot too. of times at Borders. Me too, man. I would go look for records and a lot. That's um, cool. When I would like, when I'd buy music a lot, uh, that was where I would go. That was one Are of they, the- Borders and, is like done, done. Yeah, I think it's gone. Borders is point. like long gone. They have like some Barnes and Nobles around. Yeah, Barnes is still around, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, but Borders was, it's really funny how like, it's one of those things that I associate with like high school and yeah. like, where I would go look for certain things growing up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was one in my town. That, yeah. We had that. I mean, there's that now F- FYE. 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 Yeah. The but, wall. 
Yeah, mine was called Media Play growing up. I drive to the Media Media Play Play a lot. A lot of records I bought for Media Play in movies. We had one called Coconuts. Oh, you would get the record. Dude, I had a shitload of. Well, I got CDs. This is the era of when I was buying a lot of actual CDs. I had so many soundtracks. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I had a ton of soundtracks. I loved it. I like the Biodome soundtrack, the Clueless soundtrack. These are just like coming to mind, right? Like, you know. (laughs) But I had a ton. I'm a weirdo. I don't, I was never into soundtracks. I don't uh, think that's weird. I think it is weird to like them. That's where I thought, I thought you were going, a, and that's uh, why I brought it up. Well, I just remember I knew tons of people in high school that a lot of times that was their their music taste was based on movie soundtracks. Yeah. Whereas I'm an album guy. I'm very like I love albums, and I want an album to be feel complete and feel yeah, whole. The whole thing. I'm not a singles guy very much. I'm fine if it's on my own playlist that I like gather. Yeah, because you've listened to the album presumably. Before Too many times. putting it on, yeah. So you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I just want this one. Put it on a list, yeah. Playlist. Cool. And like my Spotify, even though I hear you're supposed to now give up Spotify because you're like, why? St- why? Apparently they're suing artists or something. Oh fuck, they're being dude. very bad. To I spend artists. a lot of time on Spotify. Yeah, I do too. And I might, I might, I'll have to check out Apple Music, even though I don't really want to. Uh, suing artists for that's what I've heard. I have to look up the details. Don't. Take my word for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a LeVar Burton. Do not take my word for it. Or he would say, don't take my word for it. Uh, I messed that up. <laughs> Back to the What's email. What's this email say? <laughs> and, picked, and he said, and picked up the trade of Seed of Destruction, which was ironically eaten by my dog the week before I listened to Pancake's episode where your guest spoke of the same exact thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, exact same thing. I'm such a butchering bummer. your email. But yeah, that's so funny that he you had a book eaten by a dog and then you listened to a podcast where the same thing happened. <laughs> yeah. What a coinkadink. I mean, it's for, just for him. <laughs> yeah, it it's was. Perfect. We, we did that for you. Uh, I quite enjoyed it, but didn't feel a great need to dive in yet. All right, that happens. Fair. Um, a lot of things I've read in the past, I'm like, eh, I get it. And then yeah. I'll return to it. Later, I discovered a Marvel game on Facebook where I was introduced to the character of Doctor Strange. This started me down the dark path of comic book nerdum, as I loved modern magic stories like Jim Butcher's, Harry Dresden, and Kim Harrison's Hollow series. Never read either, but that's great to know. Maybe we'll look into those. This brought me back to Hellboy, and I eagerly started catching back up. Fast forward to last year. I heard about a Hellboy board game on Kickstarter through my interest in miniature painting and model making. Mantic Games is really good up and coming in the miniature world. And it was a big pull to get the license. In addition, they worked directly with Mike Mignola for the models. They look great. Yeah, they uh, I'm going to so tell cool. a little tease. I've seen it with my own very eyes. Yeah. Tease for a, uh, future episode. <laughs> Can't talk more about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he got finally, he got final approval on all of them. Yeah, you can tell because they look beautiful. And he even made original artwork for the box art also. Box art is fucking stellar. Um, And then he says, I funded this thing to the limit to a degree that I got in big trouble when my wife found out. Oh, Oh, man, you donated a lot. Then he threw in like 500 bucks into this. At least you're getting that Matt. I'm assuming that uh, that you have that. Yeah, because there's a huge version, right? uh, Or Richard, sorry. Wait. I wonder what his name is. He doesn't sign his name? He signs off as Mark Pitaway, but his email says Richard. Oh, man. Richard Mark Pitaway? I'm confused. Uh, but anyways, Pitaway. <laughs> I'm going to call you Pitaway. I hope that's how you pronounce your last name. But you're going to get that huge, if you haven't already, like the huge Kickstarter version. That's 
more than the I've only seen the retail version yeah. with my own eyes. And the Kickstarter is like huge. There's you said so it was another more. like five inches tall, right? Like there's yeah. more stuff in it. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, so I understand why your wife would be upset. <laughs> you just have to have a conversation with just her about make that her investment. Read, make her read years worth of comic books and <laughs> then she'll go. understand. Get her on board. Um, <laughs> but it was my present to me for, for my leaving the army. Good for you. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, good for you. Get that shit. <laughs> Do you know Jason Inman is a veteran? No, I did not know. Yeah, that. he was in the army. Well, that's probably why he does the comics Our for veterans guest. thing, right? Yeah, he's, for, he's actually... Or mm-hmm. not for veterans, for like active duty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he does a lot of cool stuff for veterans. He's, uh, yeah. That's, that's cool. amazing. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, so I'm super excited about this game. But it won't even ship until March. There you go. Yeah, you probably don't have it yet. Mm. Or maybe you do. This is March. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Where am I? Huh? Uh, what to do in the meantime? I stumbled on your podcast and I find it a really delightful way to reread the comics with new perspective. Cool. Thank you. I read books a lot. So hearing your observations on artwork as well. I said that weird. Artwork as well as the knowledge you bring from acting shows me things I never considered. It even makes me pick up on things I didn't even realize I had seen. Cool. And we love picking up on things that you guys use yeah. well. Uh, and, and other listeners might notice is that we don't. Uh, he says, I was raised on history and mythology. Dad was a history minor in college. Cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I pick up on that I would... We'll be delighted to share with you. Can't wait. Yeah, that's great. And then he says, this email has dragged on long enough. However, I will put my other thoughts in a second one. This will also keep you guys from having two hours of reading my email on the podcast. <laughs> Love you guys. Mark Pitaway. I'm sorry. Your email tag says Richard. This says Mark. If I said your name incorrectly and we just revealed that you're a fucking spy, I apologize. Blew his cover. <laughs> yeah, I blew his cover. <laughs> but thank you for this email. Uh, we love it. You have another email that came in immediately after this. I'm saving that Okay. for next episode. So cool. uh, tune in to next episode <laughs> to hear what that email is about. But that's a great email. Thank you for sending that. Great thought. We can't, I really can't wait to hear your thoughts on more of the um, issues of Hellboy and BPRD. Hell yeah. God, that, that email just got me just tingly with uh, <laughs> excitement and anticipation. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to the next segment, which is Countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> we are less than a month away. We're slightly under a month That's away. That's crazy, Crazy, dude. right? I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that I don't know how that correlates with me saying we're only a month away from the movie that's Because time is flying by me like <laughs> oh. a fucking freight train. Oh, same here. <laughs> same here. I'm surprised I'm not dust. Like a flying freight train, dude. I feel ya. I feel ya. Uh, <laughs> the first and thing, my knees crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, a lot of things <laughs> on my body crack. It's not just the knees. I'm cracking all the time. Just constantly. <laughs> the first thing I want to address, which I think is very funny and I'm going to make fun of, is how everybody is posting right now about the official runtime of Hellboy. They announced the official runtime is exactly two hours, 120 minutes. Okay. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I laughed so Great. hard about it because I was like... I had a bunch of thoughts when I heard that. Cause I what was are like, people? What? Why like, is this a riled up about? Like, is it just because it's any information about the movie? I guess it is just any information. There's is it couple, because it's slightly long? But that's not. The first one is t- like a couple minutes over two hours. Oh, okay. Two hours is like 
for that kind of a movie. Most movies standard. run two hours standard yeah. or like an hour and a half. You're like, you're lucky these days, I think, to get a solid hour and a half movie. Yeah. You're like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. You get an hour and a half and it's a solid movie, you know? Yeah. And it's not like some family made for family garbage. Yeah. But I found it so funny that that was like a thing that was getting posted around. What were people saying? I didn't They're even just, see It that. was just that they made it official, but you just saw like... Oh. Everybody retweeting like the, the runtime, and I kept going. Wait, why are we even like? We were like, "What's well, we're gonna get two hours of gore and action?" I'm like, "Yeah, we've that's I, what I, I anticipate. Can a, I can, yeah, that's what I anticipate. I, I can show so. you two hours of other movies that do the same." Yeah. Then, then I was like, "Here's two thoughts that ran through my head." Yeah, is that are they being funny because Avengers Endgame is three hours, and I do think that is a significant. Runtime. I didn't that's know that like, was going to be three hours. Yeah, it's I officially said they're surprised. saying it's three hours. Wow. Yeah. And it's like that is very significant, especially for the a popular movie to be like, yeah, we're going to run for three hours, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm going to sit through all of wild. it. Just got to make sure I don't drink anything before the Are show there, starts. Is that is that sold out? Your that night that you're going? I haven't. They haven't released tickets yet. Oh, okay. For my okay, birthday, okay. yeah. You haven't confirmed. Have you pre? No, I haven't pre anything. Okay. They're not available yet. Oh, okay. I don't understand how <laughs> things work. You just need to reply to the email. Okay, that I cool. Sent you, okay, okay. Or okay. we'll confirm here on the podcast <laughs> that you're gonna go with me on my birthday to see the movie because it's released officially on my birthday. It's coming out on his birthday. Yeah. So I'm very excited. It's exciting. <laughs> and then the other thing is I'm like is this movie going to be only okay and they're drumming up any like excitement for it? Oh, are they being like, I, that's a leap. ironic or silly? Yeah, I mean, that's a leap, of course, but I'm like, why are we making a big deal out of the goddamn runtime for this movie? <laughs> that's the dumbest fucking thing. I was like, Is every movie, should they come out like, official runtime for, uh, <laughs> official runtime for uh, fucking... Um, well, I can't any other movie, movie in the that's world coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I could come up with a funny name or a funny movie. We're out of Oscar season. I don't want to talk about any of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear Captive State is going to be ninety four minutes? Yeah, I don't know. That, um, but that's it's just I find it very dumb. Uh, sorry for all you that repost the runtime. <laughs> <that's> Idiots. It. <laughs> yeah. Next uh, little thing in this segment is Ian Machine has a quote that has been released oh, about him talking about the movie itself. So Ian McShane says, Hellboy, yeah. I just like the idea that that's how this quote starts is him saying, Hellboy, yeah. Almost like as if some, this interview was taken, him walking down the street and somebody literally yelled out, What do you think about Hellboy? <laughs> Hellboy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Who starts? End of my who quote. Who answers a question by starting with just Hellboy, yeah. I like that he's enthusiastic. For sure, yes. And he says, I think that's going to be, a, I think that's going to surprise a lot of people. David, Harbour of Stranger Things, is a marvelous actor. He just fills out the role. It was nice and bittersweet taking over Professor Broom from a dear old friend of mine, John Hurt. That's nice. Yeah. But it's not part three. It's a complete reboot of Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy, and I think they picked the right guy in David. It was a pleasure to work with him and be in Bulgaria for three weeks, a country I've never been to before. Greatest fresh vegetables I've ever tasted. Oh my gosh. And the scripts are funny and smart and bright and the action is fantastic. And I have grandkids who love all that. They can't wait. That's his quote. End quote. Cool. So yeah, at least he's enthusiastic. I don't want to, I don't want to read into it as, as much as I would other stuff. Seems like he enjoyed his time on the movie. 
Good. Uh, he's excited for his grandkids, you know, to, to check see it, it out. And, That's you know, like what let's be honest, a lot of us that love these kind of stuff still have the mindset of a, a grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a child in my brain. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> uh, at times that's I go cool of him to call out John Hurt John Hurt was such a good that was such good casting I do think it is it, yeah. moving away from Ron Perlman and it, finding another actor I couldn't think of anybody else I mean if you listeners have any other pitches that are not Ron Perlman I would love to hear from us who they think like an ideal yeah like who could be? have fit the role cause off the top of my head I'm like I don't like the, uh, body type wise and like the the like, I guess presumably you could beef up or whatever, right? Uh, like assuming that this person had access to, you know, whatever trainers that they probably get when they are onto a superhero movie. But I'm not even saying the beefed up part. I just think he just when you look at Dave, I hate to say this, but I look at David Harbour as a human. I'm like, you can easily flap slap on red on him, and I'm like, yeah, that would be Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. Like I think everything visually about him. Yeah. Naturally, at first, I can say, yeah, that would be a good Hellboy pick. Yeah. But I can't think of anybody off else off the top of my head that I would s- say the same for. Very curious to hear if you have anybody or if our listeners do. Who's like got the biggest jaw and chin in Hollywood? Yeah, there you go. Like that's what I think about. Like having that like distinct head shape. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anybody. But it could be a character actor that I just don't know of. That's the only thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm like. Think about it. Most movie star people, I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need Benedict Cumberbatch playing fucking Hellboy. No. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Now, the next thing we're going to um, talk about is they released a couple of more stills, of course, from the movie to r- drum up. Um you know, excitement. Yeah. Starting the first one I'm looking at right here is one that is sort of taken from what we've are partially of what we've already seen at this point, but it's a little like, but I, I think the shot is really cool. Hopefully I'll remember to post these on our feed, but you guys have probably already seen this. This is just like sort of like a medium uh, wide, I guess, uh, Hellboy standing next to horses. Yeah. Clearly uh, inspired and taken from the storyline, the wild hunt, which we haven't reached yet. And Hellboy's looking off to something, possibly the Giants. Um, but I just think he looks pretty fucking badass in this yeah, picture. It's a cool shot. Yeah, it looks pretty. Good still. You get a good look of what he is built like. Yeah. So that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm into it. Then the next one is probably the m- most recent uh, image that has got a lot of people very excited for this movie. Um, there's a teaser of it in the trailer. There's a big bat guy. Yeah. But this like sort of ultimately confirms it is that this directly him in a ring with this black hoodie on, but in a wrestling rink is him taken directly from the storyline Hellboy in Mexico. Cool. So it's like a luchador ring. We'll get to that, of course. But th- the people are like excited. They're like adapted that storyline into this movie. Nice. So and it looks, it's a cool image. My pitch or my thing is i'm guessing this is where hellboy is when we meet him that's my pitch oh cool because he's walked away he's down in mexico trying to get away from everything are we like super far away from that storyline i don't know right now off the top of my head how that's far okay. away i think we are a bit yeah so i don't know it sounds very cool but it might be what it's also one of those storylines i mean it might be like where it drops in i'm not sure yeah sometimes you know what i mean like we're moving pretty forward now and i'm trying to think if it if it 
coincides with what we're reading or if it's like one that's like sort of like you go a little bit forward and then it drops back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like almost like an, in a seed in the middle of the story that we've already been reading. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Listeners will correct me. His hand looks so separate. Like the right hand of Doom looks so... Yeah, it looks very It's separate. like different from his skin tone and like really apparently stone, I guess. Yeah. It looks sort of strange now that you point it out. I mean, I wonder, it just makes me wonder what, oh man. What? What we're going to like learn about it and stuff. That's true. I'm probably going to get some comic book spoilers, I'm sure, 100%. I think so. Or, the, I mean, you're going to get I'm at least, not too worried about it. Spoilers or you're going to get like... Things that they adapted, which are going to be slightly different, then you'd be like, oh, yeah. what's that about? It won't we, take away from the comic or whatever. Yeah. And when we hit I the comic. I mean, com- I watched the other movies before I read the comics. So yeah. Yeah. Like, and those deviate from the comic, too. Cool. Um, totally. I mean, their adaptation of Sea to Destruction is, has some very big differences. Do you know what I mean? Are these prosthetic arms? Does he have like fake arm muscles slapped on, or is this his fucking arm? I don't know, because I know he said he commented, remember, he, he had mentioned that he is abs were fake yeah and i'm like i wonder if they if he really is this fit or if they're fake muscles because now everything you're they're pointing insanely out insanely defined they're yeah. crazy which isn't my favorite version of hellboy to be completely honest yeah because i don't when i read the comics i don't find hellboy out of shape but i don't find him a guy that's in the gym right so when i see this i'm like this these muscles this is fucking too for my taste and this isn't a comment on how the movie's going to be or not. Yeah. Uh, but for my taste, that doesn't make fucking sense to me. Right. Because he's I'm, like supernaturally strong. He doesn't yeah. need to be ha- like super slapped with muscle to be, you know, to make his punches like knock a giant across the room or something. Yes, I agree with that. Because this looks like to me like The Rock. Like you, yeah, you, you have to be beefy all the time. Whereas like Hellboy to me is like tough, but like just natural. Yeah. Yeah. More like working class, like fit is what I would describe it as. We were watching wrestling last night and I would say like, <laughs> but there's this guy, you don't watch any wrestling, right? You no. said there's this guy, nature boy, Ric Flair, who's like, uh, <laughs> Fuck. Like the name. He just has a very like natural body. Like that's his whole thing. <laughs> but we were watching him from a wrestling match in 2002, which is like well past his like prime. So he's just kind of got like a strong older man's body. Love it. So he has no, it's like no, not really defined. Like he just has like, he just looks like an, like a dad. He looks like a dad in Love underwear. That. And it's, very like, I mean, not that I think that's what Hellboy would be necessarily, but uh, just it popped into my brain. And made yeah. Me laugh. Well, there's like there's like a fitness where it's like doesn't like uh, a strength that I've seen on certain people where it's like, oh, they, they clearly have muscles, but they're like their stomachs are like more so just flat versus like rib. Yeah. Like, like you could see every fucking like, defined muscle. Yeah. And I'm like, like that's strong man competition, guys. Yeah. Where you're like, you know, they're strong. They're just not like. Yeah just it's almost like these kind of muscles are for show versus use. Yeah. But versus like you can't like flip a log, but you can <laughs> yeah. like bench a lot. Yeah. You know and I, I mean? think Hellboy's the guy that can flip a fucking log yeah. and he doesn't worry about benching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And that's yeah. what we think of Hellboy's physique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this that's, next that's one a segment like, we like to call <laughs> "Fire in the Gym." Uh, <laughs> dumb. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, this next picture, which is a character feel we feel the burn. Sorry, okay. Oh, feel the burn. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay. That's a good, better segment name. <laughs> Where uh, we dissect his <laughs> physical traits. Okay. <laughs> this next picture is our uh, the first time we've seen a very clear picture of our pig character. I keep calling him Hog, but um, people have I, I um, it's a pig. But I, I and I assume he's a warthog, not a pig, because I because tusks, tusks and everything. But you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's just pig is the general statement for all of that. Yeah. But um, he we have a close um good shot of him looking down at the Blood Queen, but it's a close on him. His name is uh, Gruagak. I fucking I butcher names. I'm this is like when I watch I watch Game Gruagak. of Thrones and I don't mention anybody's names. I just know them visually. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm not even going <laughs> to give that a shot. Yeah. Gruagak. Gruagak. Yeah. Like yeah. But we know him. He's going to play a big part as we go forward. You'll see Kate. I'm excited. He looks kind of cute. I love that you find him cute. He looks a little it. cute. He looks like some kind of, I mean, this looks like a, if this is CGI, then. No, that's, I think it's, I would assume. It looks this, like a real puppet. I think they're using like. Practical effects. I like that. I, I think it's very cool. excited about that. Like, I don't know. It looks cool, dude. He looks if that's like some CGI, dark crystal then shit. it looks fucking real. Yeah, it's crazy if that's CGI. Um, which I'm not, you know, these days, CGI is getting better and better. It is getting as better. As much as everybody yeah. criticizes, I'm like, eh, pretty fucking good. Yeah, like, look <laughs> at the, look at any movie in the night, like, in, you know, in another 10 years, it's going to be. Yeah, we're going to. There. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But it's really cool to see him, and I agree with the, like practical effects that I'm assuming are here. Um, he is huge. I think that is a part of him, but like we know him in a state right now where he's still small. Yeah. Which I wonder if that will play a factor or if there, he's going to always be this, this uh, size. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Do they have that? I agree. Well, I mean, I think the cuteness is, is like whatever they're conveying in his eyes, he seems yeah. a little more like whatever is blood queen saying to him. It's really got him, you know? They've made a puppet that can act here. Oh boy, it's a Muppet. It's a Muppet. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to see what that is like. Yeah, I think that's going to be very cool because we've only seen really action shots of him, so it's cool to see him maybe in like a a little scene, yeah. back and forth. He has a weird belly button. Just going to point it out. He has a weird belly button. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> now this last <laughs> image. Um, I'm just. I want to hear your thoughts on this, Kate. Before I chime in. So this last image, what do you think it is? Just off a of first glance. Looks like a old witch or like a old, you know. You're right. It's a witch. Okay, cool. It's who we know. This is Baba Yaga. Oh, this is Baba Yaga. Okay. It's cool. But I get I witch from like the, the, this is weird, but like the arm placement, like the way that she's moving around, yeah, makes me very think witch. like a freaky witch. Baba Yaga, huh? I. She looks fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm not a huge. Again, this is not a statement on how what I think the movie's going to be because I guess she's supposed to be a fucking like old crone, right? Like, she's yeah, this to be just looks ugly. a little this 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 choice of design. I'm not. 100% on board with I will have to just let it go because it's they're putting their own stamp on it but I don't know it just it looks like she's a court I mean unless it's not Baba Yaga but I'm pretty sure online said it was Baba Yaga yeah I think they confirmed but 
I can see that. She looks that. like a this fucking is like her chicken house or whatever. Yeah. Chicken I know what Bobby Yaga in the chicken house is in it. I mean, I guess she's supposed to be old and I guess she's supposed to be... She's, she looks like a fucking corpse. Like She looks like a fucking zombie off the fucking set of Walking Dead almost to me. Yeah. Versus like an that. old... I like I don't I don't know the design of her in the comics is just so perfect to me that I'm surprised that they didn't get inspiration off of that especially for the first time bringing her to the screen yeah why not try to go close to what she is she doesn't have her little hat that she usually has in the comic she has like yeah. a little hat <laughs> and she looks old but she's like this 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 to me looks like somebody that's undead. Right. I don't look at Baba Yaga in the comics and go, you're undead. I just presume you're a supernatural being that has, that lives on forever. Right. Does that make sense? I don't think they're different. Yeah, I can see that. So that's my criticism of that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I mean maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe she's it's like, not. Maybe it's a fucking, maybe they tricked us. Or maybe, or maybe she's, it's you know, maybe she's like, uh, gotta eat a kid and then she'll feel better. And there you go. Maybe there this is go. her state when she's like, depleted of energy or something. Hellboy has to bring her a kid to get information. Feed her a kid. <laughs> feed her a kid, Hellboy. I don't want to do it. Freaky. <laughs> Just feed her the kid. <laughs> uh but those are the, the the big stills that have been released that most people are been talking about. So pretty cool stuff. Definitely drums up a lot of uh, excitement and curiosity about more of the movie, right? Yeah. And then um before we leave this segment, we're going to watch right now, uh, live, with a little like editing magic, the two new TV spots that dropped, just to see if there's anything that we catch that is new or exciting for us. Sweet. Let me get these up and going. We'll watch them real fast and talk. Here's the first one called Never Fear. My sound is off. <laughs> Never Hear. We came into the world, summoned from the depths of hell as a weapon. Turn into a force for good. We're the line in the sand. We fight against the forces of darkness. If there is ever an end in this forever war, it will be because of your strong right hand. Sorry. Whoops. Backed it up on accident. <laughs> I interrupt. Hellboy, rated R, April twelfth. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's one image in there. You do that see I the Baba Yaga in there real quick. Yeah, or you do presumably. see her creeping around. The one image that I think is particular cool for Damio, Daimio, yeah, is he's if if you slow it down and there's a shot where it's like Hellboy, Alice, and then he's walking into frame. Yeah, he's clearly coming back out of a transformation from the cheetah. Oh yeah, you see his head like whipped yeah. back down. That's cool. Either he's, I'm assuming he's coming back from his, yeah. the, or not cheetah, the jaguar. Yeah. I'm thinking he's coming from the jaguar into his human form. Cool. So that's a cool new addition. Yeah. yeah some cool effects to look forward to, I guess. Um, and then the second one's called Apocalypse. Do you think, see anything in that still image that's very interesting? What is this, chest out? ripped open or something? That's something I'm not going to, that is something from Wild Hunt. Oh, shit. That is, you'll probably Ugh. get spoiled for you a little bit, but. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh. That's okay. That is something that happens to him in that storyline that they're adapting. It looks gnarly. This one's called something Apocalypse. Something that would end mankind. And this uh, thing, did it show up? Oh, yes. You did. 
we fight against the forces of darkness. Just punch a ghost out of a body. Yeah. Well, more of the jaguar. I want the toy of that. Of the jaguar man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see what he looks like in the actual comic. I bet he's fucking awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, another cool one. Yeah. We get a little more of that 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 punch that knocks if somebody out into a ghost form. Yeah, that's I'm, pretty. I'm cool. always curious with that because I can't. Again, I fully have divulged that I have not read all of BPRD, which is some of the fun of now going forward with all of it. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that if she's punching somebody with her and it's knocking them out or if that is an evil like supernatural being oh, getting that's getting knocked, knocked out. out of somebody else. Either way, Very that's curious. Neato. It looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would 100% agree. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah. So there's a cool little TV spots. They just build on what we already have seen of the trailer, of course. Yeah. But, you know. I think they add more excitement to it all, I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, if you haven't seen those stills, um, I'll try to remember to post them on our feed. If you haven't watched the uh, TV spots, they're everywhere. Um, I, I got it directly from CBR.com. It's a good source for all that movie um, comic book news. Go there and you can check out those TV spots. Um, or you could be a nerd like me and, um, you know, rip all that stuff from YouTube and then look at frame by frame while you put it into Adobe Premiere. <laughs> uh, I do that. I'm a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, th now we're going to take a quick break. When we get back from this break, we're going to jump right into BPRD, The Soul of Venice. <laughs> Hi, my name is Caitlin Hempstead and I'm the host of Lizard People, a podcast about conspiracy theories. Every week I invite a hilarious comedian slash friend of mine to argue their favorite conspiracy theory with me. Will they convince me that a cursed mummy sunk the Titanic or that Avril Lavigne is being impersonated by her own clone? You're going to have to listen to find out. Lizard People is on the Campfire Media Network and you can tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pod media. Bye. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast. The show dedicated to the half-demon hero hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we're jumping right into this week's issue and storyline, BPRD, The Soul of Venice. Woo, yeah. And it's, okay, so this one is written by Miles Gunter and Michael Avon Oming. Uh, it says, like, with Mike Mignola. So I was I would assume he's just like, checking off you know making sure everything's okay and then um illustrated by michael avon oming colored by dave stewart uh lettered by ken brusenak and edited by scott alley originally published bprd soul of venice um in may 2003 yeah very cool yeah <laughs> very i love credits yeah <laughs> <laughs> great you got to give those people oh, their due put in such credit work. yeah so it's like all right, so we have like a little excerpt from like a poem or like a like a uh like I guess a a myth, right? Yeah, I would assume, <laughs> I would assume like because oh, like I think what modern age when we hear poetry, people think poem just means sort of like more retrospective existential whereas like yeah. we forget that like there was a time where poetry was just like a history of like oral storytelling yeah period. it was yeah. it was it was story it was use of storytelling like yeah going back to what's the most the oldest like homer or something yeah like that's that homer kind of and um oh my gosh the monster story 
that's like where he um oh my gosh i'm so mad i cannot think of this ancient poem let's cut it out it's like no we're not gonna cut it out they can make fun of me the iliad not the iliad it's that one that's like they made a movie what's his name made a fucking shitty movie about it <laughs> oh my god the guy that made polar the guy that made polar express uh, the, the director, All right, we're getting somewhere. Polar Express, the director of Polar Express. Okay, uh, Robert Zemeckis. Okay, shitty Robert Zemeckis. Before, <laughs> you know, he was cool in Back to the Future Days. Now he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he made another movie uh, that's in that same crazy, weird style of um, st- um, of animation that uses a lot of stop motion, not stop motion. Oh, um, um fucking capturing. Yes. Ugh, I'm, dude. My, I'm at a loss of fucking words. What is that fucking story called? The, the old ancient tell, like the village and the Vikings get attacked by the fucking monster. But it's half like live action, half animation, right? Yeah. Well, Jason like, and the Argonauts. No, you're, you gotta go back to Robert F Zemeckis's me. Uh, movies. I don't have my, I put down my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is insane that I'm towing us on this stupid tangent. Um, what I can't, I just can't think of it. And somebody out there's like yelling at us while they listen oh to this. Oh my God. I mean, we probably cause so much rage for people in their houses and cars. They're I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to drive me nuts when I know it. And when I tell you what it is and you're going to be like, Oh, we should have known that Beowulf. Oh yeah, fucking Beowulf! I didn't know he directed Beowulf. Yeah, it's those his. That's terrible. But, <laughs> but that is an old poem. The, the, uh, yeah, yeah. The, that's the true. form of it is is poetry. So I do think a lot of times we we sort of forget that. Yeah, is because we most poems <laughs> these days are all like the human experience. It'll be about like your feeling or something, yeah. as opposed to like a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. So that's what we learn. That's how we learn about Cloacina, goddess of. Uh, this place of we'll find out Venice and yeah. So they like straight up tell like when I, I like Wikipedia searched this God and they like say verbatim what the Wikipedia says near almost to the point where it's like, they looked at the same book when they were like <laughs> describing That's very this. Yeah. Funny. But um, yes, yeah, so we get the, her statue and then we have everybody in the chopper talking about the, what's going down in Venice it's, you know, pipes are exploding and uh, husbands and wives are fighting and the whole thing stinks and it's a mess. Uh, it looks like shit there. There's like rivers of shit running out of like. Yeah. And then just like f- fumes, fumes of stink. Stinking. <laughs> yeah. Like a crazy page there where it's just. Which so I love bleak. that they convey the smell really fast yeah. on the first page with Liz covering her nose with an exclamation point. Yeah. Like that's a cool. I love that frame because I immediately get that. Before seeing even the streets, I'm like, it stinks. Yeah, it's stinky in here. You can smell it all the way from the helicopter, <laughs> which has a fan on top. Yeah, that's a giant. That's what it is. It doesn't propel the, <laughs> propel the helicopter. It's a fan. It's a big old fan. Keeps them cool. It keeps you cool. Because well, everybody knows when you're in a helicopter, it gets hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so they're like, it's a mess. They all rappel down from the chopper. You know, Liz is like, Abe, what's wrong? And Abe recalls like, when he was in Venice before he expected it to be this like beautiful underwater, like magical world. And instead it was already fucking garbage with like, you know, tin cans and tires and stuff floating in it. And it's like, I brought my tub because if I have to go in this fucking water, I'm going to want to take a bath. So I picked up on all of that is that he did recon and now they're brought into is oh, that is what that is? what he said? Okay, I, so I, I'm say. trying to figure that out because I got a little confused by that. Like, I was wondering, is it a comment on modern Venice 
or is it a is he just saying he did recon like he came he was the first person to investigate and then it was like well for this story yeah and did he come back and go okay i, I need a team i got the impression that it was like longer because he said the water was so polluted when i dove in i couldn't come out of my tank for a month after that it and must be yeah i just got very confused by that information because i was like is that modern venice they're commenting on i can totally see where you would get like bump up against that and get confused yeah i got very confused by that because i was like wait did he and they, and they mentioned him coming again i think somewhere else and i was very i had to just let it go and keep reading but i was like yeah wait what like i would cause, assume because even by the end i mean this is jumping forward a little like the way that they present venice after this story is completeted i was like well that that modern venice looks clean yeah so I'm like, what the fuck I guess is the evil what the fuck is abe talking about the evil like so corrupted it or maybe i don't know maybe it's just the water or something i think it was honestly that was probably just to get this cool mirror panel like these two yeah. panels that where you see him jumping into clean water and then you see him jumping into dirty water or he literally let this evil sit for fucking or yeah or month. it's just been like kind of sitting there because <laughs> it has been there for as we'll find out hundreds of years and everything so for sure um yeah uh johan's checking it out he's like lets his kind of energy go like tries to like investigate and then the water itself starts churning and like is just full of evil energy uh that they explain you know i'm a conduit for spiritual energy human sometimes animal but this the water itself was screaming in pain and then Roger, Rogers, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're just like kind of checking the place out this way. They're like, you know, getting closer and closer. Um, it's funny to me in the comic, like Roger really is struck by Cloacina. Like her beauty. Yeah. Like the statue is beautiful. Like they really like take a little time to like, you know, like for half of this page is taken up by him just like looking at the statue. Yeah. If Roger was a uh, just a normal human man, I'd be like, you're a creep, dude. Hey, stop. Because I know you're like a supernatural being yourself in a sense. I wonder I'm why, I'm like, there's though. some cr interesting connection he's having, which will pay off a little bit at the end. But yeah. it's almost, it's le it leaves us in a like a cliffhanger like of wondering if we're going to come back to that for him or not. Right. We'll get yeah, to it. it yeah, they emphasize it so much that I really did think that. And then, yeah, Abe explains that's Cloacina, Roman goddess. Uh, uh, the gondoliers believe her spirit maintains the canals. And, yeah. Uh, so she's like, you know, they're, then they get to talking about what was happening here. Like, oh, okay, so this is, Abe was talking about the out, vampire out outbreak in 89. So I assume maybe that's that's when he, when he was referencing. Yeah, okay. I bet that's it. Okay, and then that would make sense. Meanwhile, Johan's like case in the place, and he's like the evil is emanating from here. We see this like old ornate but now run down building with like I like that sh I like that panel of them like silhouetted against that building. I think yeah, that's pretty it's, neat. It's very good. I agree. This art style almost reminds me of like Bruce Tim a little bit, like. It's reminiscent of that for me, like just like the figures, like the way they they're not like completely cartoony, but they're like sort of like that. To me, felt like I was reading. <laughs> and I don't want to discourage the art because I don't think it's bad. It's yeah. just not maybe my personal favorite taste wise. That's totally fair. Yeah. It's a pretty big departure from, you know, the first that we've seen since like that 
Abe story where he like goes underwater in the like with all the like dead slaves and everything. Yes, very different. And but which I I like. I think that that's cool to see different styles depicting these characters we love. Yeah. This one feels like I'm reading as if like when they did Batman the animated series, but then they started publishing comic books after that were That's in the, exactly what that I thought. That were in the of. same style, but yeah. that's what I feel like I'm reading I feel like I'm reading BPRD, the animated series, like comic a Saturday book. morning cartoon version of it. Yeah, there's definitely uh, I that is literally what I thought of because I was like I had a subscription to the W Kids WB comic books, and it would be <laughs> like it would every now and then it would be like it would be like a superhero story, and then it would be like Looney Tunes in the back or something, or it would be like Freakazoid, and then like you know it was just like yeah. whatever was on in the morning, they made a little comic about it just to, and right. then I. I got them in the mail. It was the fucking best. Again, I don't want to discourage because I think this style works for a lot of people. Yeah. For me, oh, yeah. it maybe le- works a little le- less. But then it also for me, in my own taste, it's it's always like, there's always like some panels I like and then some I don't. And I think it's just... Totally. I don't know why. Like a, a real, backing up, there's a panel where you have like a close... Uh, Abe is in the close up the um and more of the foreground taking yeah. most of the panel but then right behind him is stacked as Roger than Johan. I think that panel is brilliant. But then other panels I'm like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Those are our thoughts on definitely the style. But I'm open to it because I think again, as Scott Alley has said, they're trying to figure out what they're doing. So they're right. maybe in a sense and I feel bad for the artist because I don't I bet there's other things they have done or he has done that are probably for my taste would fit the style more. This just feels like almost like they're giving you guys trial runs for each to figure out like, what do we really, who do we really want to man BPRD? Yeah. I could be wrong going forward because I haven't read them all, but that's what it feels like. I can see that. Yeah. Just trying to see what style hits with fans probably. Yeah, totally. Um, The style right now moving in from this style and how we're comparing to cartoons. And then there's this, it feels like an animator. Like it feels almost like an, like he, Draws yes. from animation. Although, you know what I do like is like these strong like use of blacks in the like compositions. Like there's a lot of like strong solid, especially when they go into this building. It's like really dramatic, strong like panels that are I don't know. Oh, I agree. I think and they use they use shadow very well. And yeah. as you're saying, the black it's like black less space. there's like a little like cross hatching and stuff, but not a ton. Um, which makes it like super graphic and like, uh, yeah, like it feels like animation almost to me. I would agree. And I think it's funny that we are comparing it to cartoons and this is probably the, has the most sexual panel we've ever seen in a a Mignola verse comic. It's crazy. It's yeah. So that's when he, yeah, he's talking about this, um, this like rich guy, Romulus Giovanni, who, you know, belonged to this big rich family that lived in Venice and he was like a real freak. He, you know, he says he makes like, he he like would have these crazy ass fucking parties. It was like a brothel that was like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and as he's explaining this, we also see a bunch of like spikes with blood dried, like blood. Oh yeah. Um, it's definitely a torture table. Yeah. Like, fucking nuts and then 
Oh, so this one line. Okay, I've heard this about the guy. He made the Marquis de Sade look like a Quaker, Which and is I did nuts. Uh, oh, you don't well, know? I didn't really know. Well, I googled it, and then so he's just like another freaky nobleman who, it, like, sadism is named after. Like, if you're a sadist, that's derived from this guy's name because he was like, oh yeah, would just he was like a freaky weird poet and would like fuck people all crazy and was like, I yeah. live by my own morality. This is very minimal amount of research for that sure, I did, but, but he like sort of set a tone of like what people think are is depraved in that sense. Yeah, and, and like there, I think there's a movie called Quills, sorry, Quills? Michael Caine and Jeff and Jeffrey Rush, and Jeffrey Rush plays the Marquis de Sade, I believe. Cool. If you're looking at it, you can confirm. Yeah. It it. That movie's not great. Writer and sexual deviant who was imprisoned in an insane asylum. I mean, yikes. If it's not if it's not directly supposed to be him historically, it's at least Oh, it is. It, it is. is. That's yeah. what I it's about him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible movie. It just has some goofy there's a line where Michael Caine's like nightly duties. Says oh to his my wife. God. You have to give him my nightly duties. And me and my friends Is he like a villain that, in the movie? Yeah, because what you find out is that Michael Caine is sort of like He's the person that's against the market, the marquee they saw. Yeah. I'm saying that wrong. I but, think you're saying it right. So he's like, in a sense, he's the establishment. He's like oh, the okay. very like um, conservative establishment. But you also are realizing like behind closed doors, he's repressive in, in different ways. He yeah. wants still to be pleasured, but in a very controlling way. Whereas Marquise they saw it as like maybe depraved, but he's more about like, it's about personal freedom. It's like freedom. freedom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what it, so, that's what it struck me as. But yeah. this guy is a real freakazoid. Romulus <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's doing like some fuck bro. He's not yeah. just for pleasure and like everybody should enjoy their bodies. It's so bad that a, a Roman vampire thinks like, oh, I better get in on this. And so he comes there and they show you like the little panel of both of them smoking like opium out of a hookah under a pile of chicks. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> nude chicks. They became friends, indulging <laughs> in one another's appetites. But when the vampire refused to uh, refuse Giovanni's quest for immortality, he bound the vampire, slowly torturing him for many years. That's a cool shot. I like the like stone in that. I like the stone in all of these shots with like and shots. Oh my god, panels. Yeah, that's just the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, yeah, that, I think that stonework is very good. I think that's neat. Yeah, so he like tortured the vampire and finally destroyed him and drank his blood and murdered hundreds of people. And it's very like a Vlad the Impalery kind of uh, image that we see here with like heads on spikes, yes, piles of bodies, and then uh, the Knights Templar finally burned this guy back in twelve ninety nine. Um, so yeah, his ghost is here. Pretty much. Uh, they're like, keep that in mind. Uh, um, everybody who lives here goes nuts. And then Johan's kind of like sensing. So he's he also Johan's like reading this off of, I guess, of some sort of like tablet or like cell phone or something. Yeah, it looks it's like 2003 when it was published. So I'm so like, what did we, ha we had we had early cell a little phone. Palm Pilot. Yeah, I think it's a Palm Pilot. <laughs> he loves Palm Pilot. Yeah. And then so he anyway, so he's sensing. The evil coming behind, coming from behind this portrait, uh, he like kind of starts to like push his energy into it, and he feels it, and then the portrait comes to life and attacks him. He has a lot of great, you know, like exclamations here. Crees, crees, crees crucifix. I imagine Christ on the cross or something like that. 
I don't know. I didn't Google this shit. I really should. No. I mean, I don't Google it. You know that. <laughs> uh, I just take it in for what it is. And like, I try to just use the information they give me. I'm that kind of reader. <laughs> I think that's probably what it means. Anywho's. Yeah. So they, and then Roger just smashes this painting like to bits with a big bam um, to like <laughs> subdue this ghost. Uh, you yeah, know, it's like almost like he destroys the painting in order, like maybe that's its source, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. That's where it's imprisoned. It was just a, a damned soul bound to the evil in this house, you know, just uh, just to have like a cool ghost come out, which is like fine by me. A very weird, creepy picture um, of a girl. Yeah, it's from with like a, a little girl from a book to like this long fingered, like crazy wailing waif kind of a thing. Freaky. So then they bust down that wall. Uh, or I guess Roger punched a hole in it when he was destroying the painting. Um, and they find the place, the like torture chamber, uh, where Giovanni or what the fuck is his name? Romulus Giovanni. Giovanni. <laughs> sounds like a, like an eighties. Giovanni, Giovanni, Giovanni. And it sounds like an eighties, like, like alternative, like pop star. Giovanni. <laughs> 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 I love Giovanni's early records. <laughs> There's, yeah, so it's like this fucked up va- vampire chamber with like crazy statues and, you know, uh, deteriorating walls and all this stuff. This is the epicenter of the evil. It's nearly sundown. Let's make this quick. And they open up a sarcophagus where uh, where he's resting, you know, typical vampire stuff. Abe does a big wind up, smashes him in the heart, and then silent, quiet. I like that. I like that panel a lot where... You know, it's kind of like this big, crazy, tons of energy panel. And then you flip the page to quiet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like some of the stuff he does is really successful, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think big swings like that are good. And it's also, it's just telling the story very clearly there. Yeah. You know what else it reminds me of? Clone High. I've never, what's Clone High? Is that a TV show? It's like a TV show show that was on like MTV a long, a long time ago, like around 2001 or whatever. Um, it's, if you've seen like, it, I mean, Clone High is like an even more simple, simple stylized version of like what I'm thinking of. Uh, any hoozles. It's a fucking, like this shit is crazy. I thought so Abe's like comments on it. Like that was, that was easy. You know, they usually go out kicking and screaming and then they, Johan's, Johan's affected like, the evil and they're all kind of you know, except for Roger who watches like the two of them kind of grasp their heads and then fucking Abe's eyes start bleeding. Yeah. It's straight up crazy. Yeah. It looks horrifying. Yeah. It's like crazy because it's like such a, it's like a simplified, deceptively simplified kind of style, but yeah, pretty violent, crazy ass image. Oh, and then the fucking vampire explodes up. Uh, bats fly out of the sarcophagus. Um, welcome to my house. All this cool he shit. Breaks the stake as he's saying yeah, that. Some, yeah, he like, smashes it in his didn't hand. Didn't even matter. Big gaping hole where his heart would be. Um, so everybody down. Liz fucking blasts these bats. Just burns them all up. Most of them fall. But then one huge one that remains has like, you know, stink breath. Stink and, breath and boobs. Yeah, titty bats. There's this great, there's this great, um, uh, I guess like that's a pretty common, like 
like a medieval image or something. I like, I don't know exactly where it's derived from or whatever, but that's a pretty common image in like folklore is a bat with like big titties like this. Really? Yeah. There's an Instagram account I follow called titty bats that where people draw like new titty bats, but they also show like in like folklore books, uh, bats with titties. Um, so check that out. Wild. Titty bats. Titty bats. (laughs) Yeah. Good to know. So that's what this looks like to me. <laughs> I would assume it's like, you know, maybe like one of his like, uh, like a uh, fucking, not a coven of women, but like, you know, like they would have like, like how Dracula had a bunch yeah, of ladies. That it's were very like, classical yeah. to know that the, the head vampire will usually have his Concubine. minions. Or I think they're called ghoul. I think that's what a ghoul is, I think. Okay. Wrong? There's a name for like the minion Vampires, yeah. like in that movie Vampires that I've suggested a long time ago, even though the, yeah. the actor in it is a piece of shit, James Woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, that movie, like they pull out the lower level goons or, yeah, the, they're goons or ghouls that are like the lower level cool. vampires. So, yeah, so that's yeah. probably what we're looking at here. And then, yeah, it gives you foolish creatures as like fucking gases emanating from its mouth and it knocks them all out. Ugh. There's no escape. And then we see this like these cool runes kind of like etched into the floor or yeah, we don't really like see where yet, but we see that. Um, And as uh, Giovanni is like doing this kind of like incantation, Roger kind of slowly comes to wakes up for a second. I was like, is he saying this? Is he making Roger wake up and like putting him under his like spell or whatever? But but quickly, no, you see, yeah. like, you see he's um, trying to bring forth this creature. I'm like, just going to say this creature's symbol is very phallic. Oh, it for looks sure. like a cock and balls. It 100 <laughs> percent looks like it looks like if you were doing like a it's like an animated cock and balls where it goes from flaccid to hard. <laughs> which might be intentional because this guy is just supposed to be like a I mean, real, yeah. Sexual so appetite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that very well, ca- he would pick the demon whose symbol is a, is a dick getting hard. Yeah, he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, sick. That's what I'm going to pick. Fuck you, dude. Hell yeah. I'm sure that's intentional from the artist. A hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, he, so he, he reveals that he's got Cloacina Trapped in this fucking mason jar, <laughs> like <laughs> trapped in this jar, he offers like a firefly. I would yeah, say. <laughs> he offers it to. Yeah, that's exactly it. I offer her to you, oh dread king. And yeah, so he wants to be more powerful, of course, like the usual shtick. Um, a cool shot of like how cavernous this place is. We see like a pillar of light going down onto this figure, like him looking really small. Um, you know, give me legions of P of, you know, fucking undead to take over the world. Um, and then this creature kind of like emerges. I will say as much as I said about the simplicity and me and me, me and the taste of this, this art being what it is, this fucking demon design is fucking awesome. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Look, I've never (laughs) really seen, he's like an Ibis or something or like a crane. He looks like this like long build bird headed creature with like feathery sinewy kind of like torso of a human. It's pretty cool. Shacks. The only one, the one thing that I kind of wish what was happening in this panel, uh-huh. I like this panel where it's like 
this kind of like um, sweeping sort of uh, like where he's up arcing. Yeah. Where he's like arcing over. I wish that his beak continued up into this negative space that's here. Like right here. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's an opportunity to like put the beak opening and having like a really strong profile that didn't quite happen. I mean, not that, you know, he's also like emerging and like unfolding almost. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, that would look really cool. Yeah, like, totally. Just, That's a great yeah. eye for that. Um, and then, but it's still, it still looks cool. Like it's still, I, and the coloring on this page is awesome and kind of, you know, throughout, uh, as usual, colors are really cool and great, cool and great and good. Cool and great and, and good. me like it. Uh, yeah. So Shax emerges. Um, here you go. I, I got you this as a snack. It's a goddess, so if you want to take that. And Shax is like, fuck your present. <laughs> like, I love this turn. Yeah. Because I think we're, at this point, too, of what we've read, we do expect a demon to sort of, like, go along, like, ooh, thank you for your gift, or, like, right. like not that we've exactly seen that. Yeah. But the closest we've seen is, like, be careful what you wish for with the Bagrush and then the devil from Bo- Box Full of Evil that sort of like fucked them over. Yeah. But they sort of also are like, they at least lead with like, thank you for releasing I mean, me. just this the creature <laughs> seems so like evil and debaucherous and crazy and has lived for this long anyway. You're like, oh, well, you know, this is it. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking do it. He's gonna get his wish. And then, uh, yeah, the demon that he summons is like, I don't want your trinkets. You're an insect and you twist and curl on the ground and he's like oh <laughs> you know holding this like jar with a goddess in it uh eater so i wanted to really ghoul. quickly i'm sorry side note no no because i readily google stuff but this shack's demon is so interesting that i had to quickly google it oh cool so this is what i have real quick um this reminds me of like after seeing the movie Hereditary, how I just came home and looked up all the the real demon stuff. And yeah, I literally found websites where I could do rituals to conjure the demon in Hereditary. Sick, because he's like, <laughs> ba- and like if you believe in that stuff, that's a real demon. Yeah, and so forth. But this is what real quick what it says: is the demon Shacks appears in the Grimoires. Is that he Grimoire? 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 I think. I'm not familiar with it. So I think Book of Incantations, the discoveries of witchcraft. Um, and some other that's his real symbol I'm seeing his symbol here this yeah. hard dick oh really yeah love it hard dick dude <laughs> uh, hard dick hard dick demon <laughs> hashtag hard dick demon uh, the sh- dumb uh, the the 44th spirit is Shax or Shaz C-H-A-Z or she S or S-H-A-Z or S-H-A-S-S in addition to S-H-A-X mm. he's a great marquise and appeareth in the form of a stock Dove, speaking with a voice hoarse but yet subtle. His office is to take away the sight, hearing, or understanding of any man or woman at the command of the exorcist, and to steal money out of the houses of kings and to carry it again in it again in a, a thousand two hundred years. If commandeth, he will fetch horses at the request of the exorcist or any other thing, but he must first be commanded into a triangle A or else he will deceive him and tell him many lies. He can discover all things that are hidden and not kept by wicked spirits. He giveth good familiars. Sometimes he governeth 300 legions of spirits, and his seal is this, etc. Sick. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking, look at this. I have like an old illustration of next to a horse. That's Pretty cool. Pretty fucking creepy. Um, but this is a cool version, like a different yeah. interpretation. And 
Because um, it's very interesting. What do you think he wants? What the the vampire? Furthermore, like, what is he really wanting? He's like, he wants grant me the wish that I might reincant this this aging name. So he just wants general. It feels like he's being almost too general for this guy. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. and he's just grossed out by him. He's like, you are like nothing to me. I'm like <laughs> yeah. an awesome badass, like you know the like aristocrat of hell and you are dirt <laughs> you suck i fucking love that yeah eater of carrion ghoul he just roasts him for like three panels he's yeah, like he you him. are an insect and he's just cowering down it pains me to look upon you so lowly a creature now release me i will have nothing more to do with you dread lord i i beseech thee he's like begging now you know crying blood i love it Oh, what do you do? You know what? Um, this is just because I don't know, but I had to quickly. Ooh, this is what I wanted to know because he calls him eater of carrion, like carrion meat. Like yeah, a, it's the like the carrion flesh of dead animals. Yeah, yeah. What I only insults. know that because I've heard it as a description for um vultures, like ah. carrion or animals that eat dead flesh are like carrion birds or yeah. It, Makes that's total how they, sense. Yeah, um, yeah, that shit's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, dude. You you suck. <laughs> Meanwhile, Roger is picking up uh, like a spiked fence post. And they do that quick flash to uh, Golosina. Yeah. And that's again driving that home that he has some connection with her. Yeah. And he like, you know, he sees that she's captured. He's watching this whole thing go down. So he goes to release her, let her go and smashes it, smashes the glass and that destroy like just fucking destroys uh uh goddamn motherfucking Giovanni? Diavani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the vampire is really messed me up. Life. I like can't remember that name for my life. Yeah, you know. It's right here in front of us, but yeah. neither of us are turning the page back. <laughs> um. So yeah, he it like the light just rips him apart and one of his bones flies and breaks the sigil of Shaq's so Shax, you know, is free to go. Yeah, he's out of there. Uh, you have served me well, but where is your companion? Not those poor things. You know of whom I'm. Everybody's like, let me talk to Hellboy. Yeah, they're all like, we want to get to Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm I know you're know. a friend of Hellboy's, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's like somebody. Like if you're ever like I've I've talked to people that like happen to be in a movie with like a big star, yeah, and they're like people will reach out to me and attempt to like me to forward something to oh them. Oh my, that's what God. all these demons are doing. They're yeah. like, could you, could you give my resume to Hellboy? <laughs> I have a manual. I have a script that I think I Hellboy would love. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Jess used to be a dog walker out here. Um. And she said that they specifically instructed the dog walkers, if you go to a famous person's house or to like an agent's house, do not leave your headshot. Because I guess people have like gone in to walk their dog, looked around and seen like framed pictures of movie stars and been like, I'm leaving my fucking headshot here. (laughs) That's insane. Crazy, dude. Crazy. They think it's going to work. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it has once. Maybe it has, but still inappropriate. Yeah. Highly inappropriate. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's like, uh, Roger's like, I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> pass him a, do pass this greeting for me. Okay. I love that. And then okay. he <laughs> vanishes like this like slow, cool melting back into his symbol. Um, and everybody else is like coming to at this point. Yeah. Him, 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 um, 
uh, descending into back to hell is pretty fucking cool. Those those run of panels. Yeah. The black space. Uh, I I mean I don't want to shit on the page, but I do think this use of black space makes no sense to me. But we've had other areas where like Mignola has used a black panel and it made sense. It almost makes me think, why not take this panel where where um, Johan is saying, "Who's that?" Remove that and just center these three panels of him sinking or something. Like, I feel like you could, if you took these three panels that are like left justified here, just put it right dead in the center and have like two black pan, like framing it. Yeah. So that, that it sense. looks, that would make like a stronger, like vertical kind of image to me. I agree with that. I agree. It is a little wonky to have. It's Who's just, that there? Like it makes the page feel very uh, imbalanced. Yeah, I I wonder exactly what he was going for with that. Like it seems, I don't know. I I feel like there's like overall the art is great, and if right. like this style is like, you know, it's going to be for some people and not for other people. But like I feel like there are just a couple little things where it's like that's really like a missed opportunity that really makes me like again just be in awe of Mignola being able to pretty much never do something where we're like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if, if it was slightly different? Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's a testament to him and how much meticulous he is. And like, yeah. And you'll see later, uh, uh, we've talked about one part of these two things, which was, um, we saw the third wish, but then the other, like that's sort of directly connected. That's called the Island, which we'll get to. Yeah. He has a lot of like, when we read the Island, I want to touch on this. He has like in his collection of that all the like first attempts at the beginning of that story. Oh, cool! And then he like threw it. He threw it out. And I think that's the difference between him and maybe some other artists. Not that other artists are not as good as him. Yeah. I just don't think they. Not all artists have that work. That it's same also not work like ethic and same obsession. Yeah, like I would imagine if you're the creator of it, you have a di- another level of like I want this to be fucking perfect because it's my thing. It's my baby. Totally. This like. I just is not I, bad, but it feels like like I feel it's like another th- instance of him taking a big swing where it's like in the one where it's like, you know, this whole ramp up to Abe stabbing down the sp- um, the spike into the heart of the vampire. And then the next panel being like this quiet thing, like some of it, I think, is really effective. And then other parts of it are uh, kind of leave me wishing that he had like another go at it or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, or I mean, he could be trying to. I, I don't know. Like, I it wonder. Does, it just feels off because he should disappear into the ground. The who's that? And I don't know either, like, what this book looks like as it's, oh, well, you have I you have, have the it. edition here. Okay, so that one is, like, when you're looking at the two, an open comic, it's on the left side. So I was like, oh, well, maybe he's trying to create, like, a mirror image on the other side, but not even. No. Yeah. That would have been something. It, and the who's that is a little imbalanced because almost, because we're watching shacks disappear into the ground and then the who's that comes after yeah. you're like is that immediately you think that is a, that who's that is associated with who just descended into hell you're like because i'd be i would be honestly okay it's like that happened so he's like who is that yeah or who's that and then but then it's supposed to be him saying he's who's actually that? everybody at- sees colasina yeah. and i think it's just it it feels something's off yeah yeah, it's just it like, just takes me a while again, and we've we've mentioned this before. When a comic makes me have to like think about how I'm supposed to view it yeah, versus yeah. 
I already know. Yeah. Something's just off. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, the, you do see that this like kind of shimmering image of her. Um, and they're just kind of watching her and she turns to look at Roger, you know, with a smile on her face now, like pretty much like, thanks for making sure I didn't get eaten by a demon. Um, I don't know. Do you think that's a smile? I think it's a faint smile. I think it's like a, there's almost to me like, like yearning. Oh, like almost like she's like, Hey cutie. Oh, her. her. Oh, yeah. Oh, not on Roger. Oh, I, thought, on her. I, was conf- I was sorry. You're right. Yeah, she on her smiling. for sure. She's, she's definitely m- grateful. Yeah, she's like, thanks. I apologize. That was my mistake. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. And he, yeah, I think he is, I think he finds her beautiful, which is, I I mean, I guess it's interesting just as, because we haven't seen Roger in that light. For sure. Maybe that's what they were trying to like come across. I like these panels of Roger. I think it's cool the way that he's drawn. Like, I like how, what is his name? Michael Oming? Michael motherfucking, uh, Michael Avon Oming. So, yeah, I like a lot, like, his the, the his style of, like, drawing faces in particular. Yeah, his and, close-ups are my favorite part of yeah, this Yeah, I whole. think they're cool. Yeah, I guess that's what he's trying to give that part of human because we've seen a lot of uh, Roger be very human so far in a lot of different ways, like, in his empathy and, um friendship and everything but we haven't really seen him be physically attracted to someone and i yeah. guess this is sort of that yeah totally it seems like that he's kind of like longing for her yeah i mean i think where we're gonna end is very makes it very clear yeah 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 so then we go cut back to venice the water's blue again there's not shit running out of the fucking windows <laughs> it's um, back to a tourist town <laughs> yeah it's back to yeah like the tourist scene is thriving and we have you know and Johan's like asking for wine. I don't get it, Johan. You can't drink. I find that absorbing the essence is most pleasing. It's like I so, really love that. So funny. I love I love picturing him buying a bottle of wine. He pops the cork and he lets his um ethereal like his, yeah. as ectoplasmic form <laughs> dip into the bottle. Go in and soak it up like <laughs> yeah, a sponge. And, then come. and whatever's left is like Bitter garbage. Yeah, we're like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then you're like, Johan, couldn't you get it in the table a bottle as well? <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, I can't drink this. <laughs> it's devoid of any goodness in life. Um, yeah. So we see Abe on a laptop here. Uh, find anything, Abe? Uh, yeah. According to the God database, Closina was originally Etruscan and later Roman goddess of sewers and protector of sexual intercourse and marriage, which is a fucking direct quote from the Wikipedia, basically. Although, of course, this is like 2003. So I'm sure both of both of these things got it from some like book yeah, about source it. from the God database. That's so the God database probably exists. <laughs> Adoy. Um, Liz in this suit looks a little like uh, X-Files-y to me. Just like, oh, vaguely. very. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so that explains it. I guess Venice will be fine until the next time someone puts her in a jar. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Johan's like, so how do I fill out my paperwork for this? You know, he's like, how do how do you report this sort of thing? Demons and goddesses? And they do, like, a fun, like, new guys kind of a thing. <laughs> Takes you a while to get used to it. And then it cuts over to Roger having like a glass of wine with two glasses poured like a bottle almost, of wine. Yeah. yeah or, oh yeah. A bottle of wine with two glasses poured out 
as like a tribute, I guess, to Cloacina. I like, think he's waiting for a date. He's waiting for her to show up. He poured up. two glasses for the two he's of like, them. like, she gave me a look and I think we shared something special. That's what I think it's implying is a <laughs> connection between them two. And it's it's really weird and also funny and some like strange that like, yeah, he is a supernatural being. So, of course, I don't see Roger having a sexual relationship or any sort of like... Like, I could go as far as saying that Abe and Liz could end up together, right? Right. But I don't see it'd be such a leap to be like, Roger and Roger and Liz will get together. Because I'm like, eh, you're homunculus. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. even, even like Roger's like the vision, if I'm going to compare it to another, he's like the vision almost. But vision, I right. could go as far as saying like, yeah, he probably can like bring up. There's probably physical things that yeah. Vision could do that Roger can never do. I guess he do. still is like feeling love and he's like, he almost seems like confused by these feelings. Like I, that's what I'm really taking I away from that. it. It's like he feels longing and love for this being, for this like feminine God, um, which I guess, you know, would happen all the time for like Roman and Greek gods. Like people would fall in love with them and they would like have relationships with mortals and stuff like that. So Totally. That's almost like what it seems like to me. I think this is a cool drawing too. The last one, you have the little gondolier like pushing through. Yeah, because um, that's they said they like worshipped her the most. Yeah, the gondoliers. Yeah, um, yeah. The end. End. Uh, any final thoughts? Favorite panels? Favorite dialogue? Um, in the soul of Venice. I. Favorite panels, probably. I mean, I like when Liz really gets to like open up and take out all those bats in like one shot. The big foom, I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the shot of Abe crying blood, or you know, the panel of Abe with the blood coming out of his oh, eyes yeah. and on his fingers, I also thought was really cool. And then, yeah, that the movement from the big like energy, like you know, uh, him like smashing. Like this like kinetic energy that's like conveyed in him smashing the stake into the heart of the vampire and then the quiet aftermath. Great. That was probably my favorite. I mean, like, you know, it's a different style. It's not like it's not like replacing Mignola for me by any means, but I I do really enjoy a lot of the panels and I think, you know, the story it's still like it's still tough, I think, for people because the like if this is if you look at like what the story accomplishes by the end of it, pretty much it just shows you that Roger can feel love for something yeah. like romantic, like kind of love, love beyond a friendship. Yeah, totally. I think that's what the story accomplishes. love. Yeah. So I think like, yeah, I think it's effective in that way. Um, yeah. And we're getting to see them as a team. Like, cause the last yeah. time we saw them at this point was them saving Liz but now we're trying to establish them as like a four person team. Right. Like where they're all like working together to fight. I feel like there's a lot of potential still. Like I really want to see more of that. Um, a lot of it was like explaining the God almost. Yeah. It felt like that, a little falling into that sort of area of like, you want to see their through the story. You've learned more about your characters versus more about that thing they're just going to defeat and it will go away. Right. I like particularly like they spend so much time talking about the vampire and it's like, I would almost rather learn about Shax or, uh, Giovanni. Yeah. Like, or I guess you. like Giovanni's cool. Like there's like cool vampire shit going on, but I think the more it's, 
it really like starts popping off when Shaq shows up. But you know, that's towards the end. Maybe it's like ramping up towards that. I, I enjoyed it overall. Like I liked reading it was the story. A, it's a very fun read. I agree. Yeah. Again, I, I think in this particular read, Oming's close-ups are my absolute favorite. Yeah. I Again, I already pointed it out, but like early on the, the panel that's like close-up of Abe sort of stern, then Roger immediately behind him, then stacked as Johan behind him. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's very a great cool. simple panel. Yeah. Um, when he's like saying, Yeah, if I have to get back in there, I'm going to need a bath. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great close up. Um, I would agree with the, ble- the bleeding eyes, of course. I think that's great. Um, I like the design of Shaq's. I'm trying to think if there's any other favorite panels I have. I mean, definitely the close up of. Of Roger, as he says, um, Colasina. Yeah. I just think there's a lot conveyed in there. Yeah. And I think that's where you really see like his longing and aside from Yeah, I him. think I think he I think that Elming like does a lot of really cool, like subtle facial expressions in a great way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, and then I do like dialogue wise, not that there's much to stand out, but I just like the back and forth between Roger and Shax about Hellboy. I think that's a very fun progression. And him just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's very cool. And also that's just like more stuff that I'm like, it's a, a good way of, of telling me without it being overly overt of like, this is still their own story, but yeah. reminding us in a sense that it's part of this bigger whole that we're moving forward with, which includes Hellboy, even though he's not present. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Overall, really fun read. I think now I'm sort of understanding more of what Scott Alley is saying about... I keep hitting my fucking <laughs> mic today. Uh, I'm getting more of an understanding of like Scott Alley saying how they're trying to figure out what they want to do. Yeah. Whereas, Which is strange because off of Hollow Earth, as I said before, it felt like they knew where they were going. This is figuring... It's, you get more of the sense of them trying to figure it out within this story. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But again, definitely a good read. Very fun. It makes you me excited for more BPRD. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. But we want to hear from all of you guys um, and your thoughts on this storyline, the soul of Venice and the continuation of BPRD, Oming's um, art in regards to that. Maybe if you have any suggestions of more of his stuff out there, if you're an Oming fan, let us know of what we should read of his, that his art really uh, maybe highlights. Because sometimes I think it takes, even though there's great artists I think sometimes you hit like where their story like sort of really takes stride, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because not every artist fits everything, I think. It's like directors or cinematographers and film is how you sort of like somebody's style might just not be right for the story. Yeah. Not that Oming's completely wrong for this by any means. No, no. I still like totally enjoyed reading it and yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It just brings up a different, it like... Like we were saying, it recalls like a different kind of style of thing. Totally. Like it feels more cartoony, which is not bad necessarily, but it's just like whether whether you're drawn to it more or not is just up to personal taste, I guess. I definitely think it's personal taste. Yeah. And we want to hear about your personal taste and your thoughts. You can um, email us at ah, crap, a Hellboy podcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Is there anything that you would like to... Uh, suggest to our listeners that is you know inspired by this or you had on your mind yeah. to read watch or enjoy um, I did watch this like vampire movie recently Byzantine have you seen that I don't think I have it's like 
it's or fuck, it's not called Byzantine. Sorry, it's called Byzantium. Byzantium. Byzantium it came out in 2012, and it has a ladybird in it. What's her damn name? Swar uh Swarcy Ronan. I don't know how to say her name, so I'm not going to tell you know how I am on names. Come on. (laughs) She, um, but I thought like there were parts of it that were really cool. Like it's like, it it was just like a different vampire movie. I'm on this like Facebook group for like horror movie fans and saw a ton of vampire movies that on like this, like thread that people were talking about that. I was like, Oh, I've never seen like any of these. So anyone that got mentioned like more than once, I was like, I'm going to write this down. That's awesome. I also wanted to see like, it's a movie called Martin. I have seen Martin. Is it good? Yes. Um, I'll suggest it. Get ready for a movie that's going to be disturbing. It's by George Romero. So I was like, oh, cool. And then I was trying to switch it. I would love for you to watch it and talk to you about it because I think it's a movie too. Like, is he a vampire or is it a, or is it a movie about a psycho? Yeah, that thinks he is. Cool. It does have some, and I'll tell you right now, it is disturbing. Get ready for some like violence against women that is very like uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't think, George, the only thing is I do think George Romero is not, uh, I don't think he's doing it as a fantasy. I don't think he's in the same realm as like how there was old filmmakers that would make certain movies like Roger Corman in a sense where it's like, we got to have tits in here. Right, right. I don't think that's where George Romero comes from. I think he's, he's trying to convey that this man is monstrous or yeah, something. Yeah, he's he's okay. shooting it in a style that I think he's going to, he's meant to make you feel uncomfortable and like this violent act is not to be cheered or glorified. It's, uncomfortable yeah um i do think it's a good movie though and it's very it gets your mind thinking really of like what the hell yeah like and yeah i i I would suggest it oh and one other thing that made me think of was um i recently got this book as a gift uh so it's an old it's a book by the it's a mythology book by edith hamilton that's been around for a like almost a you know for since like the fucking 50s or whenever she wrote it originally and a new version came out with art by this guy Jim Tierney and the art just looks really cool but I particularly am drawn to the previous version still by Edith Hamilton um, just a bunch of like Greek gods and myths like a bunch of stories about uh, you know Greek like mythology and that was illustrated by this guy Steel Savage and besides having an amazingly cool name, uh, is just a great artist. And, um, so either version of those book of those, of that book, you really can't go wrong. It has like such fucking cool art. Um, so check out, you know, any version of that book you can get your hands on, check that shit out. Cause it's cool as hell. Love that suggestion. Yeah. Um, my other, my other two suggestions, the first being, an old vampire movie that I think still holds up and this just conveys a lot of that um, is Interview with a Vampire. If I can think it's... Oh, yeah. I think it's a solid movie still. Oh, yeah. I I've love the Victorian style vampires and that. They show also like... I love that movie because it has horror elements in the sense of just the classical vampire stuff, but then they just show the torment that is behind being a vampire. Yeah, like if you are have, you know... It's like a vampire with a conscience. It's like... Yeah, like him being turned and mad about it, but then also meeting the Kirsten Dunst character who's stuck being a child. 
yeah. because she was bit at such a young age is very fascinating. Yeah. There's a lot of greatness in that movie. And I bet those books are good too, but I've never read them. So, um, Oh yeah. I never read any of those. those me either. Yeah. Um, but then also two other things I would suggest. I'm in, we're in the vampire area. Right I know. Now. Yeah. It's a, it's a rich vein that we've tapped here. If you haven't read, um, Scott Snyder's American vampire, I highly suggest it. I give always the hardback copies. I think it's great with Raphael Abirke. I I'm butchering his last name and I do apologize. Um, the artist I really like, I think he's great, but Scott Snyder and the, the first stories of American vampire written by Scott Snyder and also Stephen King. Yeah. Um, but the whole series I think is worthwhile and it's a very unique approach. And it also returns sort of, I think they're right. They could have comment on how vampires have sort of become the cool sex, sex thing. It's like cool to be a vampire. Yeah. This sort of returns it back to like, no, it's fucking, they're, they're monsters. Yeah. They're fucking they horrific. eat pieces of yeah. people. And I, I think it's a great, and then this is a weird one. Uh, I don't remember the issue of it, but if you've read Preacher, there's a fucking amazing storyline in Preacher where Casey, who's a vampire, one of right. the lead characters, where he like spent, it might be a flashback issue where it's about him spending time with these vampires that are like, are in, that are like fucking just lame. They're like trying to live Victorian. <laughs> yeah. And Casey just gives it like, just fucks it. Like, Cause he's like wearing blue jeans and yeah. like has sunglasses on and shit. Like he's like, a cool. and they're not even, they might even not even be vampires if I remember right. But they're like trying to live that vampire life. Yeah. And Casey's just like, you guys are full of fucking shit. <laughs> you guys are it's, lame goths. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> great. I wish I could remember the title of that storyline. I bet That's a bunch of our funny. listeners already know it, but they're definitely at read us. preacher. So you get to that storyline. Cause that vampire storyline is, fucking awesome in case he's one of the best vampire characters ever written yeah he's very great but that's it for um suggestions uh in that vampire realm of this has been which this issue's inspired yeah but um again we'd love to hear from you guys you can follow us on instagram at ah crap a hellboy podcast twitter at ah crap hellboy you can subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you um, podcast. Please rate and uh, review us if you have that capability. But if you give us a five-star review that starts with the word boom on Apple Podcasts, we will read that review right here on the pod and give you a shout-out. So do that. Yeah. Um, and then before we head out, Kate, give them their ninth prompt of hashtag right hand of draw. <laughs> the coolest one, one. yet. Uh, yeah. So this one will be, of course, since we got to like dip into vampire stories, <laughs> we'll do uh, BPRD vampires. So yeah, what would happen you know, if one of these guys got bitten by a vampire, what would what the fuck would Johan look like if he was had some somehow infected by a vampire virus? Ooh, I like, love it. Would a vampire's teeth break on Hellboy's neck? Like what would happen? What would go yeah. draw that little scene or draw them, you know, as vampires? Because conceivably, like Liz could become one. Oh, yeah. You know, a vampire with with flame action. Yeah. Pretty unstoppable. Yeah. I so yeah, it. 
BPRD vampires. And remember, when you uh, draw those pictures and post them online, please tag us as well as use the hashtag right hand of draw because we love to repost those and let all of our followers see your art. And then in that hopes, they follow you as well. Yeah. So thank you again um, for listening. We'll see you next week. And I love you. Hey guys, do you love indie films? Do you love talking about indie films? Me too. I'm Connie Shin and allow me to be your indie film Sherpa on my new podcast, Indie Darlings. Join me and a new guest in every episode as we discuss that indie darling you loved, hated, or curious about, or never even heard of. The Indie Darlings Podcast. Come on! Subscribe now on Campfire Media, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.